five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holy Half Hour, a great Christian entertainment podcast. My name is Michael and with me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Kieran. How are you, my friend? Hey, Michael. I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. It is super warm in London right now. That's so where I am. hot, Ooh. yes. We're recording this late at night. It is quarter to 10 as we record this in the PM. And yet it is still 29 degrees centigrade in my living room. It's man. Not, it's not okay. Man. It's rude. I, I'm in Scotland and it's never as warm as it is in London, but it is still above 20 degrees, which oh, for yeah. here is absolutely incredible. Aye, it's awfully close out there, isn't it? Um, well, Kieran, we have enough enough talk about the weather. Enough talk. I mean, we're British, but we can't do it all <laughs> for a whole half hour. Um, we've got an amazing show lined up. We've got a quiz. We've got a top three. We've got an unlikely worship song. And Kieran is bringing us a fact about the second book of the New Testament. It is the Gospel of Mark. Super excited to hear what you've got to share, Kieran. But I thought I might continue what you started last week, which is... Uh, a random kind of icebreakery type question, just so uh, we can get to know you cool. even better. <laughs> and I was wondering, is there a household uh, or any kind of chore that you have to do on a regular basis that you either really enjoy or really hate doing? Question. Ah, oh, man. Well, there are many household domestic duties that I loathe, Michael. Mm. Um, but I really dislike having to do the dishes. Mm. I'm quite angry at times <laughs> that it's necessary to clean dishes irrationally, because mm. of course it is, because mm. I love to eat. So I create many <laughs> dirty dishes <laughs> and cups and plates on a typical day, Michael. But just imagine. having to clean them up is annoying. And mm. I, you know, I've in the past, I've lived places where there's a dishwasher and it's just amazing mm. and i love it and i'm at some point going to be moving house soon and uh the flat is quite expensive because it's in quite Ooh. a sought after area <laughs> it's more than more than we were you know hoping to hoping to pay but it's it, you know it's a lovely flat in a lovely mm. place but it doesn't have a dishwasher man and for the Oof. for the price i'm i am a bit like oh that's such a shame yeah, it's pretty outrageous. Yeah. We have I'm a, a dishwasher. But yeah. uh, I don't know how to work it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. I've tried, I've tried okay. everything. I mean, I, I don't mind. Right. I quite like the dishes, to be honest. That's one of the ones I actually quite enjoy. Mm. Um, so I haven't tried super hard to get it to work. But um, yeah, need to mm. talk to the landlord about all those kind of things. But um, yeah. I think it's partly, for me, it's partly that as a pale, pasty ginger man... <laughs> Basically, any contact with any of the elements, fire, mm. winds, water, earth, <laughs> anything else, just has an adverse effect on me. Yeah. And in, in wash, washing dishes, my hands just shrivel very quickly. Oh, bless and, you. And, and I, know, I know that marigolds exist, everybody. Mm. I am aware of that. But even if I'm just like doing a few, it's like, oh, I'll just do these quickly. To, 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 you know, I still get like prune hands. Uh, in a way that you know just is is a bit a bit of a bit of a shame. 
Oh man, it's a hard knock life. I've actually seen, I used to live with Kieran and I've seen his hand shrivel uh, after <laughs> after washing dishes and they actually shrivel to one tenth of the size of the original yeah. hands. <laughs> so it's extremely <laughs> inconvenient. <laughs> it's some sort of hyperosmosis. <laughs> all of the all of the fluids comes yeah. out of my hands when yeah. I put them in water. <laughs> it's very impractical. I told you, you have to stop using such salty water to wash your dishes. <laughs> Uh man, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, one, I, I have to do quite a lot of chores for my, for my job. I help look after a church. Um, and one thing I have recently started doing because I had someone else doing it previously is cutting the grass, which uh, ah. I've actually, actually quite enjoyed this season cutting the grass. You know, if you if you cut it with we cut cut the grass with a petrol lawnmower and it and it leaves those really satisfying lines that you see on like football pitches and stuff you know because you go up one way and then you come back the other way and it's mm. pretty satisfying Kieran not gonna lie nice so, uh, nice so that's, that's very mine. cool yeah yeah but uh, yeah now we know a little bit more about each other Kieran <laughs> which you know and it's really important. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely um, important. Yes, absolutely. things the listeners need to know. Yeah, I mean, this is how quickly do my hands shrivel in water? Exactly. Essential, essential information for us to to go forward with the show. Let's let's go yeah. forward with the show. Let's do it. Oh, he's good, this guy. I tell you. <laughs> what do you think, Kieran? Do you recognize this one? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Bad in a way. Okay, Kieran, I have a quiz for you this week. And, uh, and the first question is, when we looked at the book of Daniel together, do you mm. remember the quiz I made for you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. What do you think it was? It was a name the chapter, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You you described a scenario from Daniel and I had to name the chapter it was in. Is that what we did? No, but that's well remembered because I think the week after there was a question in the quiz about Daniel and it was about one of the chapters of Daniel. But right, actually right. on the week of Daniel, I did famous Daniels. And you had to... <laughs> of course. I described a famous Daniel and you had to tell me <laughs> who the famous Daniel was. Um, cool, cool. So I thought I would do some famous marks for you, Kieran, seeing as we're doing the book <laughs> yes. of Mark this week. I'm enjoying thinking of who might come up. <laughs> well, let's see if you know. So basically, uh, listeners and Kieran, I'm going to do a quick blurb um, of a description of a famous mark. And Kieran just has to, to tell me which famous mark that is. So, for example, here's number one. This mark was an American writer humorist, entrepreneur, publisher, and lecturer. He was lauded as the greatest humorist the United States has produced. And William Faulkner called him the father of American literature. Can you name that famous Mark Kieran? It's got to be Twain, surely. Let's take a look. Hey, ah, nice. You are correct. Wait, was it Twain Was it Twain that said reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated, which is an oft-quoted humorous um, thing um, i don't know but i've definitely heard that quote but i wouldn't feel confident in saying it was mm. definitely mark twain yeah, yeah. so yeah uh, google not. is needed um mm. however mark twain who was actually born samuel langhorn clemens in november the 30th 
1835 is the correct answer. Well done. That is the famous mark. So here's number two. This mark was a Roman politician and general who played a critical role in the transformation of the Roman Republic from a constitutional republic into the autocratic Roman Empire. He was a relative and supporter of Julius Caesar and served as one of his generals during the conquest of Gaul and the Civil War. Kieran, can you name that famous mark? I believe it's Marky Marcus Aurelius. Oh, let's take a look and see if you're right. Oh, is it not? Oh, I'm afraid it was the other famous Roman mark, oh. Mark <laughs> Anthony. Uh, also ah, known as Marcus okay. Antonius, uh, but uh, commonly known as Mark Anthony in English. Yes. Marcus Aurelius was, of course, uh, famously killed by a wacky phoenix with a pillow. <laughs> exactly. And was, in fact, uh, Caesar rather than uh, general. <laughs> so that yes. was the clue there. Um, Fair point. This Mark is a British singer, songwriter, guitarist and record producer. He became known as the lead guitarist, singer, and songwriter of the rock band Dire Straits. He pursued a solo career after leaving the band in 1987. Dire Straits re reunited in early 1991, but dissolved again. <laughs> that sounds painful, but dissolved again in 1995. He is now an independent solo artist. Who is that famous yeah. Mark, yeah. Kieran? I cannot remember his name, disappointingly, because oh. I know exactly who you're talking about, and he's brilliant. Mm. Uh, brilliant songwriter. But it's totally gone, man. How embarrassing. Oh, don't uh, but worry. I, I, I can't remember his name at all. His name is Mark Knopfler. Yes! Oh, I forgot oh. to give you that. Mm, yes, um, thank you. Don't forget your kazoo, Kieran. Um, yeah, Mark Freuder Knopfler was born in on the twelfth of August, nineteen forty-nine, yeah. and apparently dissolved in nineteen ninety-five, according to this. He dissolved. Oh, uh, it sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah, not good at all. But not to worry, Kieran. There's still two more five quiz questions here, so you need all of them to win, or you know, we'll see. <laughs> so here's Mark number four. This Mark, I'm switching up here, was born Mark Sinclair on July 18th, 1967, in Alameda County, California. But he is not known professionally as a Mark at all. He is an American actor and filmmaker, best known for playing Dominic Toretto in the Fast and Furious franchise. He is known for a number of other action roles, and as the voice of Groot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What is Mark Sinclair known as professionally? Uh, I believe we're talking about The Rock. Oh, Kieran, I'm going to give you a second stab at this cherry. He's similar in uh, some ways to The Rock, but he's a different actor with a funny name, which is not Mark. He's um, also an action star. I am star. Groot. Oh, who plays him? I've said to you before, Michael, about like Hollywood doppelgangers. That mm. In my brain, there are often two celebrities who I confuse with each other, and it appears to be happening now. These are I understandable. I can't remember who the other guy is. I'm going to give you some other uh, films that this, this person is in. Mm. He was in The Pitch Black and 
uh what's it called yeah uh, vin diesel vin diesel i do confuse him with the rock yes yes this one is vin diesel his real name is mark Uh sinclair kieran okay Uh let's come down to this this is a hard quiz for me as well i would really struggle because i'm really not good at knowing famous people uh so this is a toughie but here we go too right too wrong comes down to number five this mark was born marco Giuseppe Salusolia, apologies if that was terrible, on the 5th of August 1963 in Islington in London. He is an English actor best known for his film roles such as Prince Septimus in Stardust, Archibald in Rock and Roller, Lord Henry Blackwood in Sherlock Holmes, Frank D'Amico in Kick-Ass, Jim Prado in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Sinestro in Green Lantern, George in Zero Dark Thirty, Major General Stuart Menzies in The Imitation Game, Merlin in Kingsman the Secret Service and Kingsman the Golden Circle, and Dr. Mm. Thaddeus Savannah in Shazam, and was also John in 2021's Cruella. Famous British, usually bad guy actor. Do you know Mm. who this mark is, Kieran? I believe we're talking about the fine character actor. Mark Strong. Is it Mark Strong? Let's take a look and see. Hey. Hey. Was he a Bond villain once? Did you mention that? Was he a Um, Bond villain once? I don't think he was. I I, I feel like in a late period Brosnan film, he was the baddie. But maybe I'm wrong. He could have been. I didn't do his full full filmography in in there. But he was definitely the baddie in Sherlock Holmes (laughs) and the baddie in Kick-Ass and the baddie in most things <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, he's good i really like him he's like he is good he's a good baddie and he's just generally yeah, good yeah. well done kieran you you pulled out of the hat three out of five <laughs> you know your marks apparently <laughs> but i guess we'll really find out when it comes to your mark uh, fact about the bible hey. you really know your marks. <laughs> <laughs> very nice <laughs> who unlikely worships Well, Kieran, it's time for this week's Unlikely Worship Song. Um, listeners, in case you are with us for the first time, Kieran records a, a song every week. He writes and records a song every week. Can you believe it? It's incredible. What, what a talent. Um, many moons ago, I tasked Kieran with, uh, with writing the lesser heard worship songs, whether they're about books in the Bible you, or stories in the Bible you probably wouldn't write a normal worship song about, experiences that we have as Christians. Sometimes they're just nonsense and sometimes they're remixes of parts of the show. It's it's become its own thing, really, hasn't it, Kieran? What have you got for me? <laughs> yeah, this week? it's be- it's become a catch-all for some <laughs> kind of musical nonsense every week, basically. And this week we are we are actually back to remixes, Michael. Now Ooh. you shared with us a couple of weeks ago a very uh, <laughs> amusing story mm. uh, that involved hair. Mm. And um, I thought this is crying out for some sort of musical accompaniment. <laughs> so uh, I've gone and done that. So have a listen to this, folks, and, uh, and, and see what you think. One day I'll learn my lesson about just talking general nonsense <laughs> on the show. Because I know that Kieran's going to start remixing all the nonsense I spraff. But 
I guess. So today it, is not that day. <laughs> yeah. So so in case you need a bit of context, folks, Michael shared a bit of a story about how um, he believes that uh, having hair on your head gives you an additional kind of proprioceptive sense mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to uh, to to guide your way through life, and that exactly. Michael's lack of hair on top of his head was part of the reason why he bumps his head so often. That's his theory. <laughs> and here's a little. <laughs> A little remix on that subject. <laughs> it's my truth. I'm sticking to it. And let's have a listen yeah. to this song. <laughs> Here we go. That's not hair on your head, Kieran. That's whiskers. <laughs> okay. Just like an animal, you have whiskers on your head. You're a bald man. You don't have this layer of stuff to touch the thing that exists before you hit your head off of it. See, if you approach something with your hair covered head, you'll brush your hair against it. You'll be like, oh, there's something there. I'll not hit my head on that. (laughs) Whereas poor me with no head whiskers, I just hit my head on the thing. (laughs) Your hair is not in fact hair, but it's head whiskers. And that's what keeps your head safer than mine. (laughs) What what an interesting thought to start off our show. (laughs) I love it. It's just free, free form go. jazz, spoken word, free form jazz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a real groovy cat, Michael. Well, but I'm without not, the head whiskers, you're the groovy cat because you've got the whiskers. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> but the, 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 your your little monologue just made me think of like a, a you know a cat sleuthing through the streets. <laughs> with a well an upright bass plays so that's that's how that started basically well i love it and uh you know i'm gonna add that to my cv as a little mp3 file that's optional to, to listen to whenever i apply for a job people can listen to me talk about head whiskers while a upright bass plays in the background so thanks for that absolutely <laughs> perfect for any uh, application for anything <laughs> Oh, Kieran, what goes on in your mind? He said, realizing that he just talked about head whiskers. The top, 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 top three, three, three. Well, Kieran, it's time for the top three, and uh, we've changed hey. it up. Way. And uh, did you enjoy the new format last week, Kieran? I loved it. Loved it, Michael. Well, I really that's enjoyed that. Lucky, because we've done it again this week. Um, listeners, I have looked into the bible deep into the bible for certain words and i've got three pairs of opposites so for example last week we had right and left and i have found the number of verses in which they appear and kieran just has to guess which word appears in more verses than the other and this is in the new international version of the bible and uh, there's three pairs of opposites and uh, we'll see how many you can get right, Kieran. Nice. So, here is the first pair of opposites. Up or down? <laughs> Which one of these appears in more verses in the New International Version of the Bible? Up or down? Well, let's stay positive and <laughs> say that it's up. All right. It's a great Pixar film, but is it the right answer? Hey! hey. Nice. Ironic that the first seven minutes of Up are the biggest downer. 
yeah. in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. What a film. What a film. <laughs> it's a good film. Anyway, enough about Up. Up in the Bible appears in 1,801 verses. Down appears in 1,150. So lots mm. of mentions, both of them, but Up is the correct answer. Okay, here's your next set pair of opposites. Clean or unclean? Kieran. Clean or unclean? Well, because of the prevalence of those words, particularly in Leviticus and in the rules around ceremonial mm. cleanliness and uncleanliness, mm-hmm. I think probably both get a lot of mentions. Mm. But I feel like maybe unclean ekes it out by a little bit. Yeah. I think this one might be a close one, but I'm mm. going to go with unclean. All right, let's take a look and see. Oh, nicely mm. done. Yes. Clean is mentioned in 111 verses, unclean in 169 verses. So it was close, Oof. Uh, but you are correct again. Okay. Clean sweep. Let's see. Good. Unclean sweep. Or evil. <laughs> unclean sweep. Good or evil. Uh, it's a toughie, but which one appears more Good or times? evil. Oh, well, I feel I have to go with a certain answer here, <laughs> just because. <laughs> well, I mean, your mission is to get it right, Kieran. There's no kind of yeah, mor- yeah. moralizing. Um, well, that's true. That's true. Yes. How utilitarian of you. <laughs> uh, pro- probably. I don't really totally understand that philosophy. Um, he said lying because he knows he does. Um, <laughs> um, well, I-, I actually think it might be good. Yeah, I do think it might be good. Because what there are, be of good, course, sorry. lots of references to... It might be good if I gave you an answer, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Uh, uh, there, surely there are a lot of references to God being good. Mm. Uh, to uh, He saw that it was good in creation. Mm. Uh, there are no doubt quite a few uses of the word evil. Mm. Um, you know, But I feel like maybe in this quiz, as in the Bible... Good wins out. <laughs> so I'm going to go with good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a look and see. Hey. hey. <laughs> you are correct. Good appears in 557 verses in the Bible and evil appears 386 verses. Wow. So good does not win out in the end. Not that we do game theory too much anymore in, in on this show, but I feel like you wouldn't have ended that quiz if evil was the winner. You wouldn't have put it last. Uh, uh, to I be honest, I, I probably would have because uh, <laughs> I was pushed for time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well done, Kieran. Clean sweep. Nicely done. Bible facts. Coming at you with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Well, 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 here we are. A Bible Three fact. Three holes in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's a dad classic, joke. classic dad joke. Yeah, I learned that one from you, bro. Well, I do have a lot of dad jokes in, in, the, uh, in the tool bag. Of, of jokes. Um, but yeah, it's time for a Bible fact. It's time for your Bible fact, Kieran, and it's time for it to be about the book of Mark. I'm excited to hear what you've got yep. for us. Marky Mark. 
here we go. So, I mean, th- there are many uh, interesting facts about the Gospels, of course, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've both been reading up on them a little bit in the last couple of weeks in preparation for this. Um, and one of the things I came across, and I'm getting this information from a site called JesusFilm.org, just to mm-hmm. give credit where credit's due. Um, but uh, one of the things I found that's interesting about the Book of Mark is its particular focus on Gentile readers, on readers who are not Jewish. Mm. Um, And it's actually interesting in that sense that it's quite a contrast to Matthew that we looked at last week, because Matthew is quite specifically intensely focused on communicating to Jews about the Messiah, Mm. Jesus. Um, Whereas Mark focuses on communicating the gospel to people who are not overly familiar with Judaism. Um, and there are a few ways it does that. Um, for example, uh, there's no genealogy in Mark. Uh, we, mm. we bounce straight into the action um, because for the Jews, Jesus' ancestral line would have been very important uh, in, in demonstrating his uh, divinity and his you know right to to uh, be the Messiah, as it were. Mm. Um, but for for an audience that's not Jewish, that's probably less important. So there's not really a focus on that. Um, one nice little detail uh, is that uh, Mark focuses on Roman time rather than Jewish time, which I quite like. Mm. Uh, Jews and Romans kept track of time differently uh, because for Jews, the day began at dawn and ended at sundown. Um, whereas I believe the Romans already had a method of d- beginning the day at midnight and dividing it up in the hours that we use now. Uh, very advanced they were. <laughs> um, so, so again, it's just a very slightly different emphasis there. You know, a different way of, of framing framing the time to make it more accessible to to uh, Roman or non or non Jewish readers. Um, and another thing that we see is that uh, we get an interpretation of when there are Hebrew and Aramaic terms used, uh, we get mm. an explanation of what they are, which is just another nice little nugget, you know, mm. uh, that, that that the author hasn't taken for granted that that his readers would be would be familiar with what those terms mean. So when Aramaic is used, uh, typically there's there's an explanation. Um, and really, I, I say all this just to say that I, I love the contrast between the Gospels, man. It's one mm. of my favorite things about the New Testament and about the Gospels. It's just how different they are uh, and how they're so different in their emphasis and in what mm. they choose to focus on. And even in the ways that they record certain events. Um, I love that. And, and for me, it's a strength because one of the ways in which I think the Bible is often criticized is especially in the New Testament, is that the Gospels are very different, that the events that they depict don't always line up chronologically and don't always necessarily match each other as to when they happen and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And so that raises a lot of questions about uh, the authorship and the, and that sort of thing. But I, I'm i not a biblical scholar. I have no training in this specifically. But I, but I love that they are different. I think that it's a strength in many ways. And, and an analogy I heard many years ago that I like is, you know, if you had caught four bank robbers and they all gave you the exact same story about what happened, what, what would you think? Mm, yeah. 
you would think that they had corroborated. Yeah, exactly. That they had that they had got together and said, right, we need to get our story straight. We need to make this airtight. So let's talk about this and and get an exact order of things, and all of our testimonies have to match. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly not how <laughs> the gospels are written. And I love that. I love that they're so different. You know, I love that Matthew focuses on uh, Jesus in the line of David. I love that Mark focuses on a non-Jewish audience. I, I I love the emphasis on relationship with God and the knowing God personally that you get in John, for example, mm. which I think remains my favorite book in the Bible. Um, and they're just yeah, we're, we'll get to that, of course, listeners, in a couple yeah. of weeks. But I I yeah, I just love that contrast between the Gospels. What are what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fantastic. I think. Um... To, to pick up on your utilitarian <laughs> mention earlier in the show, you know, it make it makes the Bible utilitarian. It makes it the most relevant for the most number of people or the most good for the most number of people because the gospel writers, you know, they, they took the same story, like the same, the most important beats are still there, you know, the, the birth, uh, death, resurrection of Jesus and dying for our sins are still yeah. there in all the gospels. But yeah, the, the target audience... The language, the symbolism—it's uh, it's exciting that that it uh, that it is communicated to the widest number of people. I think it also encourages me in a sense that you know we discussed last week. There are some parables that Jesus taught that are only in Luke, you know, and there are some some mm. elements that are in all the Gospels. There are some elements that are only in a single Gospel, and I think that also means that there are some things that Jesus said and and preached and taught potentially I'm not saying this is definitely the truth obviously I wasn't there that that aren't there you know mm. there there's mm. there's stuff that like this is a real man and again you know if you're not a christian listening to this show hello you're very welcome but there is no <laughs> doubt that Jesus was a real person like he's the most historically uh, proven to exist human that there is um, is the question is whether he was the son of God. Like some people mm-hmm. who aren't Christians don't realize that Jesus definitely was a man who definitely lived and definitely mm-hmm. professed these things and definitely taught these things. The The only question is whether or not he was the son of God. Um, and that's where the faith comes in. But um, yeah, he lived a full and exciting life and we'll never know all of that. We'll never have every every kind of aspect or picture. But what we do get uh, from these four Gospels is a much deeper and greater sense of who Jesus is, uh, which is mm. really exciting. So, yeah, I also agree with you, Kieran. It's wonderful that we have the the diversity of Gospels, even within the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which are similar. Um, in fact, you know, many believe that Mark was, was written first from an oral tradition and much of Matthew and Luke are based upon Mark. Um, but even though there's a lot of similarity in that, there are still really important and and exciting differences for sure. So uh, yeah, it's good. Mm. Thank you. Mm. One other little thing, tangentially related, that I love that the Tim Keller said actually, uh, just mm. in relation to the Gospels, is is just the things like the mentions of time and the fact that they're there. Because if you look at a lot of ancient you know texts mythic texts text and that sort of thing they, they don't have things like and achilles was dipped in the fountain and it made him immortal and it was 2 p.m yeah it, it, it doesn't say that <clears throat> and so tim keller makes the point that either 
the gospel writers invented modern narrative fiction out of nowhere. Yeah. Or they were recording events that actually happened, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and we can, you know, we can quibble about the details of some of those events and the order that they come in and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I love that point that, you know, we are, we are reading something that's intended to be um, in large part an eyewitness account. And, and I, lo- I love that we are seeing Jesus through four, at least four different sets of eyes when, when we read the Gospels. There's something really special and intimate about that, because as you say, Michael, there are many things, no doubt, that Jesus said and did that are not in those books. But when we read these books and we get to see an intimate moment between Jesus and just a few of his disciples, uh, there's just something really special about that to have that opportunity, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think the final thing I would say on Mark uh, is that this is the shortest gospel. Uh, So if you have never read Mm -hmm. a gospel, uh, you know, you owe it to yourself to read the gospel or a gospel of the Bible. I mean, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe that Jesus was the son of God or not, it's, it's undeniable that Jesus is the most significant human that ever lived. You know, that he has had the greatest impact on the modern world. He, you know, the Bible has sold and been published in more languages and in more places than any other piece of writing that has ever existed. And it's all based mm. about Jesus. So, you know, Mark, probably only take you about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes to read. It's not long. It's worth doing. Give it a read. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kieran, it's all we've got time for in this week's excellent slice of Christian entertainment that we call Holy Half Hour. Thanks so much for everything you bring to the show. It's been really fun hanging out with you. Likewise, my friend. Pleasure as always. And hey, once again, exciting to be into the New Testament. It's, uh, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, that leaves us just to say thank you, listeners, so much for listening, for downloading, for being part of the Holy Half Hour community. If you'd like to follow us on social media, it's at Holy Half Hour, especially on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, until next week, we'll speak to you then. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye.